You're listening to the Volleyball by Design podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the four principles of passing. And, you know, the, the reason that sparked this episode idea was that there are so many different ways that I've seen coaches teach how to teach, teach how to pass a volleyball. And a lot of these ways, you know, some can argue, some cannot. But the one thing you can't argue against is science. And no matter what way you learn or you teach your athletes how to pass, these four principles have to be constant. Because if they're not, then you can't, well, you can't go against science. Science is science. It's a fact. You know, there are a lot of things you can argue in our game, but you can't argue with science. So I want to I go back to the basics and just talk about these four principles and making sure that you're implementing them in your gym with your athletes so that you can be a much better passing team. So it's an episode you don't want to miss. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Coach Brian Singh, and after a number of years coaching competitive volleyball and as the head coach of the biggest college in Canada, I've become obsessed with helping coaches improve their knowledge and skills of the game by teaching them how to coach efficiently and effectively to ultimately reach their volleyball goals. I created the Volleyball by Design podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies so you can get clarity and apply what you learn right away. This is the Volleyball by Design podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 156 of the Volleyball by Design podcast. How is everyone doing out there today? Another day of volleyball, another week of volleyball, and I hope everyone's doing well. For my new listeners to the show, welcome. My name is Coach Brian Singh, and I'm the host of the podcast. And to my regular listeners, as always, you know, the goal is to give you tangible step-by-step strategies that you can take back to your gym and apply right away to your team. And today, I hope I do that. I hope that, you know, I'm able to bring you some insight, um, as you as you would have saw in the title, and we're going to talk about passing. Now, I do want to let you guys know, well, depending on when you're listening to this, what are we in? What's today? June, June 12th of 2023. Um, I'm going to be releasing tickets to DVA Live 2023 this week, okay? And for those of you that don't know what DVA Live is, it is basically, it's a, it's a coach's clinic, it's a coach's weekend workshop, rather. And for this workshop, uh, what we do is we literally sit down for the weekend and we plan and execute and create your entire volleyball system. We basically build your program from the ground up. And it's a very interactive uh, it's an interactive workshop. You get time to sit back and actually work on your team, work on your programming. We also have guest speakers, which I'll be announcing soon as well. I can tell you they're fantastic speakers, uh, professional coaches, professional players, people that you definitely want to hear from. So tickets are going to be released this week. So stay tuned for that announcement. I'll, I'll definitely make an announcement on the podcast as well. And yeah, I'm excited about it. It's uh, August Actually, when is it? August 12th, 13th? Let me just confirm my date here before I tell you guys the wrong thing. Yeah, August 12th and 13th. That's right. 12th and 13th, um, and it's a weekend. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So if you're listening and you're interested in attending DVA Live 2023, you definitely want to stay tuned for tickets and get them. There'll be a nice little uh, special offer for you if you buy early as opposed to later. So stay tuned for that. Okay? Now, where I was this weekend... This past weekend, I was in Ottawa, our nation's capital, at the International Coaching Symposium. It kind of piggybacks on VNL. And 
it was an opportunity to, for me, it's an opportunity to connect with coaches. Uh, I'm working on a couple of projects, so got a chance to, you know, connect with co- coaches on some projects that I'm working on, as well as, you know, get the inside of uh, these national level coaches and see what they're doing for their teams. And everyone, you know, spoke on a topic, and it was it was it was really good. And one of the one of the guys that I got a chance to, you know, speak speak more intimately with was Dan Lewis, and I've had Dan on the podcast before. He was on episode 126, okay, so 126 of the pod, and me and Dan were talking, and he made a, he had a, he had a presentation as well, and if you don't know who Dan Lewis is, by the way, he is, how do I describe him in, in short, he's one of the most technical coaches I've ever come across in my entire life. He probably knows more about the technical game than any coach I've ever interacted with. He is a mastermind behind teaching the fundamentals, the technical, the tactical of our game to our athlete. It, it, it just, I can't say uh, enough good things about this guy. And he, I, I really, you know, you, you guys must, you guys heard me talk about this before, but I pride myself in my ability to teach my players how to pass. We are always one of the better passing teams in the league. Um, you know, Arlo Barrow this year was an OCAA All-Star in a, in a league, and I, I, I really pride myself on that. And one conversation with this guy, and I know nothing about volleyball. It's crazy. He will, he will humble you in a matter of seconds. Um, so that's the level of intellect that this guy has when it comes to our game. So he was on on episode 126, and he talked about the principles of passing and he went into detail, but he had a, you know, he, 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 he told a story and things like that. And, and I want to take this episode on outlining those principles in a step-by-step manner. So this, this, this episode adds on to 126. So if you listen to both of them, you're on the right track. And the reason I want to add on to it is because he showed me, a, he drew a picture and he showed me this picture in addition to the other coaches that were there. And the way that he described the principles um, with this picture was, was picture perfect. <laughs> little play on words there for you. And it was really just, it was, it was truly remarkable. So let, let's talk about these principles. Okay. So if you have a pen, you want to write this down. If you don't have a pen, if you're driving, you're not going to write this down. You're going to come back and listen to this later. But basically the principles are this balance and speed. Okay. Symmetry, angle of incidence, angle of incidence equals angle of reflection, and then energy. Okay, so I'm going to repeat that one more time. Okay, balance and speed, symmetry, angle of incidence equals angle of reflection and energy. Okay, now he talked about this on episode 126 as well, but I'm going to break it down in a more, in a more way, in a simpler way, just not, not simpler to him, but simpler in a way that this is all that this episode is going to focus on. As opposed to when he went through, he went through a lot, a lot of, a lot of detail and a lot of other things that revolve around, you know, passing and things like that. All right. So this is this is how Dan broke this down. So let's start with the head positioning. We want our head position to stay neutral. And John Sparash talks about this a lot. When we have our head staying neutral, we're able to be balanced. We don't want our head bopping up and down when we pass. Because if we if our head bops up and down when we pass and changes and circles, then what happens is it's harder to track the ball. Because you want to be level-headed. You may have heard me talk about this in the past. Level-headed. So when you're level-headed, your eyes can track the ball a lot easier. Okay? So 
the one of the first things he talked about when it comes to balance is he talked about a wrestler and he used he used this analogy too on the on episode 126 and a wrestler if you, if you picture a wrestler's body position they're kind of hunched forward they're in a very athletic position knees bent etc and they're a little hunched forward and it's kind of like an old man walking and he used that analogy as well an old man walking they're always hunched forward a little bit well that is actually one of the better uh, stances in volleyball because it's the fastest way you can react it's the fastest way you can explode out to a ball or to the side to a ball so you want to be in that stance you want to have a little bit of a forward lean and you want to be hunched kind of like an old man okay your feet we're gonna now that that's the old man is the balance principle okay and we're gonna stay on the balance principle the way your feet are on the floor we want your your heels on the ground okay so you're not on the balls of your feet or anything like that your heels are on on the ground but the weight is on your toes okay so imagine that your heels are on the ground so your foot's flat on the ground your heels are on the ground but the, but your weight are on your toes so your weight is is slightly shifted forward okay now the heel on the ground is for your balance and the weight on your toes that's for your speed that's so that you're able to move okay now your knees are slightly bent but not bent where you're in a digging position uh, sorry a, yeah a digging position rather like you don't want to be in a squat we don't want to be in a deep squat think about a deep squat like sumo wrestling they're in a deep squat because they're not they're not trying to propel anywhere we want to be in a what we call a uh like a, a not a I, I wouldn't even call it a squat but we want our knees slightly bent and just until the point where they are slightly past your toes slightly okay they should be almost in line with your toes you don't want them to be really really like far above it they want you almost want them to be in line with your toes okay we say slightly past toes to give you a little bit of range all right so heels on the ground weight on your toes knees slightly bent and the, the, again the knees slightly bent is for your speed okay so we're going back to the principles speed and you can't argue with these 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 are principles that are fundamentals you can't argue with them okay you want to have a hinge in your hips in your torso a little bit okay and the hinge this is where we get the angle of reflection okay we don't want too much we want to have a, a 90 degree so so the hinge that you're creating with your hips okay the hinge where you're hinging forward a little bit and you get your platform out that hinge should create a 90 degree angle with your platform and your torso okay platform or your torso would be 90 degree angle and you're hinged forward a little bit okay so i'm kind of a picture would, would be a lot better to describe here but i you can still you still get the idea okay now here is an interesting one shoulders now you may have heard me teach this before and i always teach elevated shoulders but i'm kind of gonna shift that a little bit here and i'm gonna have i'm gonna say shoulders are relaxed but rolled forward and there's a little subtle difference and this is all credit to dan by explaining this subtle difference it's when we have elevated shoulders okay what happens is when you elevate your shoulders up your chest gets squeezed and there's tension 
And we don't want there to be that much tension up there. We don't because it's really hard to, to move. It's really hard to be athletic with that tension. Now, we want our shoulders rolled forward because when your shoulders are rolled forward, by default, they become elevated. Because if you're in that, that, uh, that stance, that wrestler stance, and your shoulders are rolled forward, then by default, they get elevated. And when they get elevated, this is where we have the energy, okay? The energy giving, we wanna, get, we wanna get, get that, give that, that when we're, when, excuse me, when we're rolled forward and we have that platform out, okay? We're able to provide that, that instead of it being so tensed, by having that natural shoulder come forward, you're, the energy you're able to intercept with that ball be, is a great thing. It becomes in a positive manner, if you want to call it that. Okay, so uh, I don't know why it's hard for me to explain the shoulder thing because I'm so used to saying elevated shoulders, but it's just, the, it's just the fact that we want to make sure that our shoulders are forward, our shoulders are rolled forward, and that is how we create, that's, that helps us create a much better platform. Okay, because it's all about creating the platform. And that's what's going to help us create the platform. Um, now, elbows locked out. So what does that mean? That means your elbows should be straight. Okay, your arms should be straight. Your elbows should not be bent. So elbows locked out means your, your elbows are straight and they're not bent. And that provides you with a great platform. Okay, a, a solid platform. And this is, again, talking about the, the energy. Because that's, that's what you're doing. You're intercepting the ball there. Now, the critical spot, I call it your sweet spot. Dan calls it the critical spot. The sweet spot on your hand is in between. It's, it's your forearm, but it's in between your wrist and your elbow. Okay, that's your sweet spot. And the, 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 whole, the whole goal is for the ball to hit your sweet spot every single time. Now, how do we make sure that we create symmetry? Because at the end of the day, Symmetry is what you want. So when you have your thumbs pointed down, okay, you want to have your elbows locked out. And you do not want to turn your wrists at all. And he actually did a really cool example by getting a board and showing us what happens when you turn your wrist. Because if you turn your wrist at all, your wrists have to be down. And when you're going to put your platform to the ball, you do not want to bend your wrist or turn your wrist in any way because what happens is that bone, I'm not sure you guys know the bone that I'm talking about. It's the bone on your forearm. Um, it's your, I don't know if it's called your radius, but you know, Dan calls it your shank bone. That bone, as soon as the ball hits that bone, it's gone. It's a shank. It's over. So we want to make sure that it's not gone. So you have to have symmetry in your platform, and that is by locking out your elbows and putting your thumbs down and really opening that base up and making sure we're not turning our wrists inward at all when we're getting the ball or getting our platform to the ball. We don't want that to happen. So this is the symmetry principle. That's where the symmetry comes in. So you notice all of these things that we're talking about goes back to the principles of balance and speed, symmetry, angle of incidence equals angle of reflection, and energy. And the energy is the energy portion is the shoulders rolled over, elbows locked. That's the energy portion because we're intercepting that ball. Okay, um, let's talk about some other things. 
you want to make sure, and I mean, this kind of goes without saying, but you want to make sure the ball stays in front of you and not behind you. The minute it goes behind you, the minute the ball gets can take off and it can go to the wall. You want to make sure that the ball stays in front of you and you create space between your platform and your body. And I know you've heard me say this a million times, but it's very, very, very important that that happens. Okay? So let me just recap here really, really quickly. So the principles, we have balance, balance and speed, symmetry, angle of incidence equals angle of reflection, and energy. Okay? And really, really simple. We want to make sure that we are in a neutral position when we start. Our head's in a neutral position. Okay? We have that kind of wrestler approach to it. You know, we have our, our, our shoulders are shrugged forward. We have a little bit of a forward lean, okay? Like an old man, like a wrestler, a forward lean. Our shoulders are relaxed, but rolled forward, okay? Because we don't want the, our, our shoulders to be tense, because if they're tense, then our chest gets squeezed, and we can't really, we can't really create a, a solid base that way. There's, no, there's nowhere to move. We want to make sure we're hinged at the waist, okay? Hinge so to help create that angle. We want to be in a not a deep squat, but we want to bend our knees, and our knees are right by our right right by our toes. Okay. Now Dan says you can go slightly past your toes. I I was always taught you want to stay right. You, you don't you don't you don't want to go past your toes, but you, you, apparently you can go slightly past it, but not too much. Your feet. We want to have the heels on the ground, and the weight on your toes. Okay. Heels on the ground, weight on your toes. We want to make sure the ball is hitting our sweet spot. So we want symmetry. We don't want that shank bone. So don't be tur don't turn our wrist. Okay, create that symmetry by locking your elbows out, okay, and making sure that your thumbs, squeeze your thumbs down into your hand. That will help you open that base up, okay, and make sure that's straight, no bent. And that's basically the principles of passing, really, really simple. But the, no, ma no matter what you, no matter what, how you, how you teach passing, that's, that's what you need. Now, there are a couple other things that he did address that I thought were really interesting. Uh, you know the you know the debate with midline passing versus offline or out out of midline or to the side of your body. And I I, I this is what I've been preaching to is is midline passing would be great if you were getting the ball directly in front of you, directly in front of you. Then then there's nothing wrong with midline passing. But the minute you're trying to move a ball to a target that is not in front of you. It is almost impossible to pass that target unless you face that target. Okay, but here's the thing. Normally the setter is in position two or two and a half. Well, if you're getting a ball that's served out of position one and you're passing out of position five, which is where most left sides pass out of, how are you going to get to the setter? Are you going to turn your body to the setter to direct the ball? That you can't. You need to create angles. So by... Passing midline, it's impossible to create an angle. You have to get your platform out and out in front of you to create that angle. And that's that's why we want to make sure that we're coaching a wide range, an entirely wide range of passing so that we, we can do a full 360 anywhere around, anywhere in your body, 360 to pass and get the ball to your target by keeping the ball in front of you and making sure you're able to angle it to your target. Okay, so that was... I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, you know, yeah, 
I think that was uh, that was one of the ones I took. Let me just take a look at my notes here. Um, that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much it for this one. I, it, it's a it's a quick episode. As you can tell in my voice, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I, I got back. I just got back. It's late Sunday, and I know that I have to drop this episode by Monday. And I really wanted to show and share you guys this uh, th- these these principles of passing. I thought it was really really well done, and and Dan does a great job at just saying, listen. If you can stay on these principles, you will uh, you you will be you'll put, you put yourself in the best position to pass. But more importantly, coaches, what I took away from this is now you're you can you can kind of see, and when your players are passing, you can tell right off the back if they're executing the principles or not. Just by what I explained today, you can tell right off the back if they're if they're, and if they're not, and we have a problem, and we can address it much faster. We can see it, we can address it, and we can move forward just by these four principles. And I obviously, you know, I, I, I've seen passing being taught a lot of different ways, but you can't argue these principles. And I, I know I keep saying this over and over again, okay? Uh, let's, let's finish off on one other thing too uh, in terms of float and spin. Uh, the one thing about the float is that, actually, let's talk about the spin. The spin is really important that you get behind the ball and you get your trajectory out early because that thing is coming fast. So we want to make sure that we get our our, our, our platform out early, we get, we get behind the ball. And this one, uh, this one you might have to play around with, but depending on the level that you're at, the higher level, like if you're getting balls that are served at you at over 100 kilometers an hour, then you may be able to have your platform not locked out because you want to be able to take some of that ball in. And I know a lot of liberos say you got to take it with your body and absorb it with your hips and your body, but there could there, there there might be an opportunity to break your platform just a little bit so you can absorb some of that. Okay, so that's something you'd have to play around with. But I, most of our listeners are not getting balls at 100 kilometers an hour, so you might have to worry about that. Okay, um, but for a float serve, oh, you are 100% needing your platform locked. If you're not taking a float a float serve with your hand, you have to have your platform locked out without a doubt. Because you want to make sure that that you're that you're um, you want to make sure that it, there's no room for it to break. Because as soon as it breaks, it's a shank. Okay. All right. I'm gonna call it quits there. I know it's a little bit of a quick episode here. Um, I, again, stay tuned to the to to the announcements for my tickets to, for DVA Live 2023. We'll be releasing those very soon. And like I said, you know, if you're a coach who you really want to learn how to build a program. Because at the end of the day, you can Google and YouTube all the drills you want in the world, but that's not going to help you win a championship or it's not going to be better for your team. You got to understand how to run a program. What are the ingredients to a successful program? And that's exactly what we're going to teach you on DV Live on the 12th and 13th. All right, so stay tuned for that. Um, and that's it for me. Hope you guys got some value out of this episode. Um, and until next time, I'll see you next week on another episode of the Volleyball by Design Podcast. Take care. All right, cue the music. Look, are you at the stage you want to be in your volleyball journey? How would it feel to get clarity on your training? And instead of taking months to get better, you could improve in weeks, if not days. When I was a young coach and player, I felt this way all the time. The truth is, after I got some great advice on how to be efficient, my learning curve grew exponentially. Let me show you how to be more efficient and effective in this game. I invite you to check out CoachBTraining.com for more resources that you can use to take your game to the next level. I look forward to helping you reach your volleyball goals.